Greetings, and welcome to episode 11 of Smash Loot and Roll. Returning to Trollskull Manor after their meeting with Dabble Starsong, the trio are surprised to find some uninvited guests in their tavern, and it would seem these interlopers are spoiling for a fight. There is never a dull moment in the City of Splendor. Let's find out how Adrock, Bowden, and Chip handle their affairs. Thank you for listening, and enjoy episode 11, a cast of characters. Y'all ready to roll? Let's do it. All right. So last time you left off, you guys had uh, basically walked, got back into the your tavern that you guys managed to claim the deed on for successful rescue Olo after returning Eric to his uh, humble abode, safe and sound. And Adrock, as you walk through the uh, front door, there is a uh, the familiar twang of a crossbow firing and the bolt, the loud thunk of a bolt slamming into the door jam next to you. What? <laughs> I turn and I, I you, where did it come from? You follow yeah. the line of sight yeah. back towards the bar area and you sort of look up and there's a, I would say a young human sort of standing there going, you see him reloading his crossbow, but he, he's not in the doing a fast reload. He's pulled it down and you can see him cocking and putting another bolt in there. He's like, do I have your attention? I, I have our attention just being in our house, but okay, please proceed. I, I walk over to him with purpose. Okay. And grab the cross bolt and put it down. Yes, you have my attention. Okay. All right. He lets it, he goes, and he reacts to you, Bowden, when you say, you, just being in, the, being in the house, he's like, well, that's the issue. He's like, you guys are, he's like, you are trespassing in our house. Who, who, who is our? Who are our? <laughs> yeah. You look around behind you and everything else. Uh, there in the far corner. There's another uh, younger human standing there. These guys, you get the feeling that they're probably the same class you'd find down like the worker docs for the dress for the dress code and everything else. Scruffy beards, things like that. Not overly well kept and everything else. And he's, the guy's standing there. Is, he lets you put the crossbow on the table. Not a problem. And a uh, little hand crossbow. And while you're doing it, you can see Leaf is... Uh, you can see a couple chairs get knocked over that you realize that probably Leaf is in one of his moods. Justifiably so. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, this has been, he, guys, he looks at you, he's like, this has been ours for some time. So, not to put so fine of a point on it, but I think it's time for you to leave and not come back. Oh, well, that's an interesting insight. Perhaps you could show me your documentation. Don't need documentation. We've been in here for over six months and we've claimed it, claimed it for our own. I see. Well, we do have documentation, which I believe that the uh, local authorities might respect over your claim of just squatting. Bowden, Bowden is writing checks that we are going <laughs> to cash. He's like, well, I'm pretty sure you guys will be more than happy to turn it over to you to, to uh, turn us over the documentation that you so have. And you guys will be happily on your way. Was that a request or a demand? You can simply call it a demand. Uh, you guys can give me a perception check while he's talking. Yeah, the guy sneaking up behind us. <laughs> the, obl the obligatory, they think they're sneaking guy. Oh. Um. One plus two for a three. I got a 13 passive. Chip, you're just sort of looking around watching Leaf. You're like, what does Leaf do with the chairs? I have, I have a uh, 10 passive that I'm going to okay. use. Okay. Uh, it's not so much that the person's sneaking behind you, but you hear the the growling and sort of loud sniffing, almost like you know dogs make as they're getting excited and everything else. And it's just sort of glance behind you out of the corner of your eyes, you see movements. And it almost, it's like watching that small dog sort of grow out of a small dog and sort of form into a humanoid form and sort of sit there. And the claws, you know, the hands go from, it goes into a humanoid form of not even a small dog, but more like a large, long-whiskered, elongated snout with big sharp incisors on the front uh instead of being the canines that you get with the dogs it's the two incisors that stick out very rodent like and the creature just sort of stands there by the doorway as you guys have fully stepped into your tavern as well as you guys notice over in the far corner diagonal from the bar is another gentleman with a two-hand crossbows sitting in the shadows watching you guys talk to his uh, other buddy So is this everyone we're going to have to beat, or do you want to bring in a few more? <laughs> and now, Bowden, our guests, uh, 
I'm sure they don't want to get blood on their hands today. Uh, but let's talk about, instead of turning this into a fight, let's talk about how can we can help each other. Oh, should I make some apps? Appetizers? Should I get a cheese plate out? No, the, guy, the guy sort of stay, stays stunned for a minute. And if, if you want, I've pulled the map up on Rule 20 so that way you guys can see the positioning <laughs> real quick. So in the large tavern area, the party is arrayed around the uh, the bar area, while at the uh, corners it are a collection of other individuals. Including... And that's the, that's the individual that is the large, strange-looking, very furry-looking... Somewhat lycanthropic radish person. Yeah, that's a good way to describe him. A radish. <laughs> <laughs> Rat-ish, not radish. Oh, I heard radish. I, I was, was, like... <laughs> I was thinking charcuterie, and it was a radish. I, I am too. I'd like to. I'd like to serve everybody. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a radishes too. <laughs> we have radishes, do we? Yeah. The Adrock, roll me a persuasion check. Oh shit. Uh, Kyle, is he in my orb of companionship? Is he somewhere? She somewhere oh, he's... else? Never using this one again. Kyle is still at the yawning portal. Oh, okay. It it is a, a seven. But Bowden sees where he's going with this. Can he assist? Yeah, he can assist. So go ahead and roll a second one with advantage. Oh, oh natural twenty. So it's a nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, did everybody get the handout that says shows Kyle the dog? Yes. <laughs> Not what I thought Kyle looked like, but now I've recalibrated and now Kyle. Okay. I need to go look up what Kyle looks like. Was that an email? No, it's on the uh, roll twenty under sure. oh, under hand. He's a he's a black and white dog. She he or she 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 she's a she's a black and white doggy. It's Kyle. I thought Kyle was brown, but you shouldn't have done that. That was just in my head cannon, Gary. You what? should not have done that because now we will fight tooth and nail for this dog. Now that we've seen a picture of it, like nothing. This is this is like taken, <laughs> but the dog, right? This is why we fight. Wait, you weren't already there? <laughs> I was not until I saw a picture. I mean, I was halfway there, but the picture kind of <laughs> sent me over the edge. Well, you guys wanted me to make sure this was a felt like a real world, correct? I have yep. such a beautiful dog. That dog should be our show note for this week. Should be our album cover. <laughs> I can do is, that. Is, in real life, does that dog have a home? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you By got the like the the rescue or something for it. By the way, I want a helmet with an explosive ranged weapon on it. So I can call it my head cannon. Um, let's see, a helmet that has Eldritch, Eldritch Blast. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. <laughs> or magic missile, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Adrock, you take a moment, talk to him, and uh, guess what? It cocks his head. He's like, "Okay, not what <laughs> I was expecting out of you. Not what I was expecting, but sure, why not? Let's. Uh, I think we could talk." And come to an agreement of some type. If somebody wants to serve some alcohol and food, <laughs> looks like, looks like looks chips on it. <laughs> <a chip. laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, I open a cabinet and spiders and dust <laughs> fly out. I mean, other than the fact that you're carrying, you know, you still carrying some of the uh, in your water skin, your wine skins, and everything else, some of the whiskey and uh, some of the stuff you collected from Harborough and everything else, you can pour out some. You can pour out some drinks. Uh, but you definitely have not restocked this place at all. <laughs> yeah. What am I rations consist of? From our reserves. What would you like your rations? What would your rations like? What would you like your rations to consist of? Oh, so I'm pretty sure jerky, dried fruit, hardtack, and nuts. There you go. Actually, in this bag over here, I'm reasonably certain I've got a. Oh, look, Harbro. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of you, between Bowden and uh, Chip, you guys come up with uh, a drink. You know, it's a drink and a small food plate to share with them. You guys sit down at one of the tables and you see the strangely rat-like humanoid. Sort of take a moment. You see it shift back and form another humanoid. Form back to a humanoid, another human. Everything else, uh, color of the fur is the same color as the hair that this human has now. And sort of looking at the rest of you. They pull up a seat, and uh, the lead guy looks at you, Adrock, and goes, "So, it doesn't look like you want to kick us out, but at the same time, we don't want to leave. We don't want to leave the leave our hideouts. And you guys want to you guys want this want to claim this place for yourself. So, where do we go from here? You you gentlemen uh, obviously know the city very well, and uh, we're new to the city, and we have need to employ." Uh, 
people who can help us hear things. And I, I think that's where we can help each other. Another uh, word. Are you averse to getting your hands clean? The three of them sort of, they're all taking a, you know, they're all taking a drink out, out of their mug and they sort of stop and look at you, Bowden, and they're like, um, hands clean? Uh, well, it's, we're not asking you to get your hands dirty. We're asking you to get your hands clean. One, the one guy that used to be the rat, the, the, the rat-like creature sort of look, he goes, I, I, I bathe regularly. Don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but he goes, uh, <laughs> we do fairly good about keeping, keeping people informed and getting information to those that are willing to pay. Yeah, we, we occasionally acquire trinkets that uh, people lose. Mm. Wonderful. Now, our needs are, we'd like to rehabilitate this place and, and get it up and running as a business, but we'll need some help there. And uh, we would love to hear anything that you, uh, that you have heard on the streets. And in exchange, uh, you can take uh, a few rooms for yourself. Uh, while this place is being rehabilitated, and then once it's up and running, we can we can reassess and see how our relationship is going, and go from there. He goes, you know, that's uh, well and good, but how are you going to deal with the ghost that's uh, constantly causing issues around here? Yeah, that's on our. That's why we're here right now. <laughs> we, while we didn't expect to see your uh, lovely smiling faces, uh, we were expecting to deal with the the former uh, owner of this. Uh, of this tavern uh, and uh, find out how we can help him too. Ah. Did you know him before now? <laughs> before his current status? As you, you're asking that question, you notice that the, uh, a couple of the more well-built mugs get picked up and you see them sort of floating over towards, towards you guys. And you see the, uh, one of the guys that's sitting at the table, the the one the one that was with a rat-like creature, sort of looks up and he's like, "Not again." <laughs> Hi, Leaf. It's good yeah. to see you again. Leaf sort of stops and the mugs stay floating in the table. He's like, "Well, we always have a problem with him throwing things at us." Yeah. Well, that'd be nice to him. Yeah, you have to be nice to him. He's just trying to run his business. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Okay, we never knew who he was." No. Good. I was I was I was concerned that there might have been some amenity, uh, some enmity uh, uh, between the two groups. But it sounds like if if you had no idea about his uh, untimely demise, then uh, uh, that that takes that off the table as a possible conflict area. It's like no, we just room. I mean, didn't uh, we knew he we knew he did we knew he was dead. If you're if you're asking if we killed him now, wasn't it's not our no, thing. No, 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 not did, thing. Would you? <laughs> no, not in the least. Uh, we know there was a rival between him and the one of the other bars, not too about a block or so down. But that's really oh. it. Okay, an, an, an avenue for pursuit. Um, as Adrock indicated, we do have quite a few opportunities that we're looking to expand into some of which may require information acquisition, which seems like you guys are perfect for. But there are also opportunities for um, working the land or working in a, 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 a distillery, any number of opportunities that we're looking, none of which are particularly high profile, but are definitely opportunities for people looking to go out and uh, have a little bit more uh, good opened, good open land, good open air, <laughs> away from the town. Um, the one guy that's sitting, um, that was sitting in the corner with the double crossbows, looks just like, like, well, we, we want to leave the town. Exactly what I wanted to hear. A man that loves <laughs> the city he's in, uh, and probably knows a lot about it. What have you heard lately? In regards to most interesting rumors you've heard on the street lately. Uh, most interesting rumors we've heard on the street lately. I'll put out four gold pieces. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Just to make sure you understand that we're not we're not picking your brains for free here. We understand gotcha. that you're busy people. He goes, ah, the I'd say the most interesting rumor we've heard on the street is the you guys heard of the uh Xander Guild? The the uh, you've met. You've met. It's probably not a good thing on your part. But they're apparently paying paying for information on an item that was stolen from them. From what I hear, it's the uh, Zen, their rival gang stole something from them, and they're hell bent on getting it back at any cost. Interesting. Any uh, 
what do they describe this item looking like? The what the one guy that the main guy that was talking to you sort of pauses and looks over at the other guy that had the double crossbows. He goes, uh, some type of black obsidian stone. Is what we've been told. He goes, and then the right guy goes, no, some type of uh, like gold chalice. I thought it was. He's like, all we know is that there's a couple different things out there. And this was Xanathar's group, not Xenthium. The Zent the Zent Guild, the Xanathar's Guild seems to be the ones paying for the information to get it back. Got it. He goes, uh, strangely enough, there's a uh, there's some darkies out there too that are paying for, are willing to pay for information that leads to uh, whatever the Xanathar's Guild wants. We're not familiar with that group. Who are they? Darkies. Hey, the guy, the 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 former rat like guy, looks at you and he's like, for a dwarf, you're not you're not familiar with dark elves. And you've you've heard the term darkies before when it comes to dark elves. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you're familiar with a bit of a derogatory term for dark elves. Ah, so uh, nope, never heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, not, yeah. There's not a one that we use, not not one that we use around our uh, our 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 home. So yeah, there's a a group of darkies that uh occasionally pop up asking for it, and uh, but other than that, there's. Really, that's the that's the big news if you're running in our world. And he goes, "Well, why don't you tell him about the Outed Lord? Why don't you tell him about the Outed Lord of uh, Waterdeep?" And he's like, "Well, there's and they sort of argue back, and it's like there's no guarantee he's actually leaving or not." He's like, uh, "But anyways, yeah, he's like four gold, easy enough. It's it's a rumor, regardless. But uh, apparently, uh, the Open Lord of Waterdeep gets disposed of. His his uh, removal will be announced sometime this week." And he hasn't been seen for like a week anyway, so. Who's replacing him? Wasn't he changed or something like that? I thought they already changed. I thought they that, that uh, a lady took over as the open as the open lord. Yeah, that's what we're here. That's that's what the rumor is. It hasn't been officially announced. Is what they was bottom line is what they tell you. They say it's supposed to be announced soon, but yeah, the anybody who, anybody who knows the politics, L'Oreal Silverhand, is will now be the new open lord of Waterdeep. Once again, uh, Adrock, you said something. You were just thinking and yeah, typing. I don't remember it. I, I, now I'm typing. Um, <laughs> and this is the sort of information that we would love. We we want you to keep your eyes out on news between uh, the gangs, between the Zens and the Xanathar's yeah. guild. Yeah, we could um, easily do that. But what's in it for us? Now you said we got a place to stay and everything else, and you're talking about rebuilding this place. You get a place to stay, and uh, you will... Uh, be compensated for your uh, for your information, and and in the meantime, we'll be looking out for some place that we can set up for you guys as well. Okay, because let's face it, we're going to be renting out most of the rooms in this place, assuming the tavern gets going. So, nice <laughs> <made> <laughs> <new> friends. <laughs> I didn't say we'd find it. <laughs> and you know the the one guy that's the uh, was in the rat form. He's like, well. Sure beats always having to find scraps and everything else and bring them back here. You would love Kyle. Who the hell's Kyle? Is Kyle back uh, at the yawning portal? Kyle's still at the yawning portal. Yeah. Oh no, we had a we had him with us. I don't think we put him in the I don't think we put him in the Pokeball. I think we we're kind of we were scared of that. So we Yeah, we, no, we brought we, him along. I okay. Thought this time. okay. Yeah. Okay, he, he we'll might, say he's there. We'll say he's he might still be outside. So. We'll say he's we'll just, the we'll just say he's uh, in the Pokeball. How's that? All right, we'll just say he's come in with you, and he's like, you say that to guys, like, they look down, is this Kyle? And they're like, yeah. yeah. Uh, he doesn't seem to favor too much when Kyle approaches any of them. You know, he's cautious about how he approaches the table, and he always sort of moves around your three new guests that you've been talking to. His hackles go up a little bit anytime they try to reach out and touch him, but other than that, he seems okay with them. Do you guys like dogs? Uh, well, most of the ones we encounter are strays and a bit aggressive. This one seems... This one's not too bad. Kyle, they're okay. <laughs> Kyle looks over at Chip. <laughs> yeah, Chip's got to tell him. <laughs> yeah. Good dog. He sort of plops down next to you, Chip, and just does mm -hmm. the typical dog thing, puts the mm -hmm. head, leans into the leg, the head, and everything else. Give the ear a scratch. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I guess we could uh, help you out with that and everything else. And you know, room and board and food would make easy compensation. So it's an accord then. So be it. He goes, I'm poor. He reaches out his hand to shake yours, Adrock. Nice to meet you. I'm Adrock. You gotta write these names down. <laughs> Poor. P-O-R. He looks over at the guy that was wielding the two crossbows. He was Paxton. Transformed rat-like, the hybrid rat is Gerald. J-E-R-O-L-D? Good enough. <laughs> okay. 
So this is Team Ratman. <laughs> or Poor's Crew, I guess, maybe. Have it in my notes as rat like person so that we don't call him a radish again. Right. <laughs> about the time you guys are finishing your conversation, it's about a half hour of the conversation and everything else. And uh, about the time you finish up, you hear the telltale sign of the bell that's out on the front door sort of ring as if somebody's as somebody approaches the door. Then you hear the telltale thump on the door of somebody knocking. Yeah, good. I'll, I'll get, get it. it. Oh, we both jump up. Ah, oh, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> After you. Okay. Uh, I walk up to the door. Uh, is there a peephole I can gander through? <laughs> Not that you yeah. can see. Sliding. <laughs> yeah, we need to drill one for your height. There is, but it's way up there. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, see Chip, you see Chip basically grab onto the, you know, do one of the monk like moves, sort of step up on the door and everything else and peer up through that. Chip, all you see is this, uh, through the peephole, uh-huh. you know, through the slide, is this mop of curly red hair. Whoever's there is probably about as tall as you are on the other side of the door. <laughs> maybe a little maybe a little taller. I, I open pa- the door. Yeah. You see Chip parkouring up along the walls, <laughs> hanging on from the top of the door frame to look through the peephole. <laughs> Chip sort of jumps up parkours, hangs up on one foot, does that the one foot, one leg on the side, hangs over the edge. Yeah. Chip, you you recognize uh Broxley. He came by the other day when he's when you guys first uh visited the manor. Halfling guy. Uh, Halfling. Uh, representative of the well, one of the guild representatives for the Fellowship of the Innkeepers. Oh, yep. Broxley, my yeah. good man, come yeah. in. Chip, it's good to see you again. Likewise. You. So he looks around and sees this you guys strange. Get a strange company, but he's like, "So, uh, how goes the uh, process to get get this back up up and running? Are you guys going to rebuild it, or are you guys simply going to sell it off?" Slowly, I'm afraid we are. Uh, we are, are currently uh, negotiating for uh, people to help us rebuild it. Yeah, we've also got some feelers out for some uh, people to do renovations and general cleaning of the facility. So that's that's underway. It, I think, in general, our intent is to uh, bring it back into operation. Okay. And you see him sort of, as he's talking, you see him sort of pause, and he's got this, he gets this wide-eyed look, like, and you see him sort of staring off, the direction where Leaf still has the mugs floating in the air. Oh, the mugs. Oh, Leaf. <laughs> Don't mind, Leaf. He's like, um, so it is true. This place is haunted. Yeah, I prefer that's... to think of it as uh, occupied at all times. Occupied. It's like, wow. <laughs> nice. He's like, okay, well said. Um, okay. Um, he keeps staring at the mugs and everything else, and all these Leaf takes them, floats them back over the bar, sets them down, and Unless you can see invisible, he just sort of wanders off. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Leaf. Yeah. He goes, okay, that's a little unnerving. He goes, I don't know if your customers are going to enjoy that feature. But... Um, or they may come <laughs> just for that. <laughs> there, is a, there is a patron for every taste, I am sure. But Water something I... have a rule 34 as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does have a rule 34. But... As I was saying, you said you needed some help looking for um, people to fix it up and bring in supplies? Yes. I can easily help with that and uh, get you some contacts and get some stuff going for you. Now, is that something that is, uh, that is incorporated into our ultimate membership within the guild? Oh, well, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but of course, that's that's definitely part of that. The, the fees, you know, that's, that's the uh, all incorporated in the fees that you pay for as guild membership and everything else. See, you know, it's it's never good to have you know, inns and taverns that are just sitting vacant and dormant because it, it brings all sorts of problems in the neighborhood. Oh, we'd never, we could never imagine that there'd be problematic individuals coming into the neighborhood. But, um, <laughs> what is, how does poor, how does poor and Paxton and Gerald respond to that? <laughs> they sort of, that nervous drink in the mug and everything else. We're going to look off the side, drink her mug. It's like, we don't want to be here type stuff. <laughs> and uh he goes well if you're looking for uh the brewers and everything else to get you know the alcohol supply in here i can put you in contact with that put you in contact with the carpenters even um even the butcher and some people to supply you with some the food to stock up your pantry that would be fantastic hmm. he goes the first person i'd recommend talking to at least uh actually if you want to rebuild the place is lucky for you you have a fairly well connected handyman he right now just kind of builds uh, furniture and the likes. 
but over at the bent nail right down down the street from you guys he'd be a good place his his business would be a good place to start excellent if you're looking for any type of uh alcohol i would suggest hammond uh cardock get with him he would be mm-hmm. the best one to get orders from i can also i'll probably i'll probably bump into him sometime today and i'll mention for him to come by here and set you up for having an order delivered when you guys are ready to take them as for the butchers uh produce and everything else that you guys might like uh gentleman by the name of justin rask is would be a good one uh what are the politics towards in-house brewing nothing so long as you have you know so long as you're a member of the uh brewers guild vineyards distillers and brewers guild if you many of the taverns have their own brewmaster on hand excellent so he's like to sell anything you always need to be connected with somebody else so that way uh you don't have to worry about the legal ramifications of not, not paying your fair share into Waterdeep's upkeep, into the city's upkeep. Completely understood. Big walls and big walls and the patrol are not inexpensive items. No, they are not. But All right. With that being said, he's like, I wish you the best of luck. And uh, I will be seeing uh, the gentleman over at the Bent Nail shortly. I've got to check on a furniture order. And maybe he can send over a carpenter or two. Wonderful. And, and who can we... Uh settle up our our guild membership payment with oh i can uh definitely t- handle getting that all arranged for you wonderful and where where will we be able to find you because the uh innkeepers guild guild hall is up in the that's here in the north ward it's up by the north gate not too far from the gatehouse well as you might imagine we don't have our we don't have liquid funds or something like this at hand why don't we come visit you at the guild hall within the next day or two Oh, he goes by all he goes by all means. He's like, to be honest with you, and and until you start actually selling something, you're, it's just another structure on the street. Nobody, you know, nobody's going to pay you a, a bit of attention if you just turn this into your own house and let it be. Nobody will care. He Only goes when you start selling stuff. He goes, yep. You know, you know how the uh, magistrates are. Some of them are more brutish than others. And he goes, Magistrate Borloff is definitely one that does not take kindly to people trying to cheat the city out of their fair share. Note. <laughs> uh, Bowden's sitting there writing writing notes to himself. Magistrate Vorloff, hard ass. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you've actually met the ma- you've actually met that magistrate as well. I, I think we have. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. A pickle. He goes. Well, I have other I have other rounds to make. There's another inn right not too far from you guys that I need to go talk with uh, Irvin for. Talk, talk with Irvin. And he oh, goes, what happened would that be? Ferns Fern- Brew is Fern's what it's Fern. called. Okay, when he says the name of it, I'm going to glance over towards Or and his crew to see if there's any glimpse of recognition, because um, they were indicating that there was a competition between Leaf's Tavern here and one nearby. Give me uh, an insight check. All right. Dice is rolling. Odin got an 18. Didn't Bowden it up. <laughs> you guys are going to have the epic rolls tonight. Uh, with that yes, be- there's no combat. <laughs> there's no combat. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, the leader, uh, poor, uh, as you look over and glance at him, he sort of nods. He gets the idea that you're asking if that's the, uh, rivalry and he just sort of nods his head and picks up one of the dates that, uh, is on the plate that Chip put out. Okay. And realizes like, huh, dried dates still have their seeds in them. Yeah. The other one sort of. Didn't realize the olives you put out weren't pitted either. Yeah, it's rustic. Right in, so right they're, street, they're streetwise, but not sophisticated. Understood. So, yes. uh, so the name the name of that tavern was which one? Port. Uh, wait, friend's house. Friends, friends brew. Friend. Yeah, I just call it friends brew. F R E W N brews. Got it. Frunes, frunes, friends, ferns. Franz. Franz. Let's see if they actually Hans brew. Franz and Hans. But uh, with that, the little halfling walks on out, and as he's walking out, he goes, oh, oh excuse me, sorry. And uh, you see him sort of sidestep, and uh, he's good, he sort of says good day. He's like, and you hear, you hear, the, uh, you hear Rainier, Rainier's voice. He goes, oh, good day, Mr. Halfling. And Rainier comes walking in. Everybody's here today. <laughs> yeah. Long time no see. He goes, well, I've been sort of looking for you. It's, I've heard the good news. That uh, Eric was found safe and sound. Indeed. Yeah, he's got a pack over his shoulder. That as he walks in, he sort of walks up to the bar and just sort of drops it. On the, and here it's like thunk type sounding. 
it sounds like metal and coins sort of rolled up. Almost looks like a traveling bag. Rainier is definitely not dressed for traveling or any type of thing. He goes, but uh, he goes, I'd like to, he goes, I don't even know how to uh, express my gratitude of uh, finding Eric, but uh, I figured I'd come find you in this and give you a small thank you. Oh, much appreciated. Yeah. Not necessary, of course, but much appreciated nonetheless. He goes, customers already. And he looks up at the three guys in the back <laughs> over by the fireplace. These, uh, these are, are our business uh, acquaintances. We're 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 trying to ex we're ex trying to establish good rapport with the local with the local uh, workforce. So that's that's a good thing. He goes, uh, you know, anything I can do to help out? Oh, well, if you have any recommendations of people that uh, run good businesses that we could work with, or people that could help out getting the business back up in operation, and of course. If you could get the word out, eventually, once we're once we're running, it would be good to know that people have a uh, a friend that has a that has a mug for them available. Yeah, he goes that well, was phrased very strangely, but point is, <laughs> if you've got friends who want to get a drink, <laughs> tell them to come down. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure I could make that happen. He goes, uh, "Would you guys be interested in uh, a partnership?" Oh, what do you have in mind? Well, my best guess is uh, you guys our new in town probably don't have the exact funds to uh, get this establishment ready to run. And uh, he goes, was, I'd partner up with you guys to uh, run this. That sounds intriguing. Uh, let's, uh, let's sit down and, and let's hammer okay. out. Okay. Uh, let's hammer out a, uh, an accord that would work for all sounds of good. us. He goes, I think, uh, you know, as a, you know, a partnership, how does uh, how does me having thirty percent stake in it? I think we can start at uh, let's start at twenty for the first year and raise your stake five uh, percent for the three years after that. And it also depends on how much you're planning on investing. So he goes well because I, I don't know if you really got the idea, but you know I've invested in several businesses throughout Waterdeep and everything else to do stuff. Bit of a hobby or a way of life. Take your pick. <laughs> and, uh, never did like cashing on my father's name. I like to be my own man. But so twenty percent's not bad. Give me a persuasion check there, or a persuasion roll there, uh, with advantage with Bowden and everything else. And and uh, it's with advantage because of Bowden. It's also with advantage because you guys just rescued not only his friend but his uh, a business partner of his. That will be an eleven. For future reference, Bowden has plus three on persuasion. <laughs> Switching out my D20. That one's been rolling bad for me. <laughs> Not even 20. So Chip, you'll, you'll, you'll come to realize that most players have like the bags of 20 of dice that goes, nope, that's a bad dice. That's a bad dice. <laughs> There's such thing as dice jail. Dice. <laughs> Naughty There's dice. Unfortunately, I can't put I can't put D D beyond dice into dice jail because <laughs> these dice would go right into dice jail. So. Dice jail is stop using them. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, yeah, you know what? I can go ahead and start with 20%. And not a problem. Wonderful. He goes, uh, to show you my seriousness of it, of uh, getting these back up, he goes, I'll foot the bill of getting you guys up and going so that way we can, uh, you know, it may not be fully ready by the, it, it may not be pretty ready by the time we get customers in for uh, the Midsummer's Festival, but it'll be functional. You are too kind, sir. Yeah. He goes, well, it's a, it'd be another business way to make money. We both get to profit, and uh, I'd be happy with that. But he goes, "If you got it, I'll take twenty percent, and we can we can figure out the details of uh, everything else over time." Sounds fantastic. You get the impression that he's that type of entrepreneur that goes around and helps out businesses, expecting a he's probably got a lot of little cuts and a lot of little businesses throughout Waterdeep. Yep. Uh, because he goes, but oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be be all business and everything else and he gets up pushes back the uh, back the chair goes over the pack picks up and brings it over and he goes sit, tosses on the table and you hear the ching 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 of metal and you guys can see the roll of uh looks like leather armor at the top of the pack and he goes i've got he goes i got something for you guys that probably be useful especially in your endeavors and uh he undoes the pack and he pulls takes the uh rolled leather armor and hands it to adrock he goes this would be useful for you he pulls out a small bag of 
and hands it to Chip. And he goes, this could be helpful for you as well. And then, Bo, do you see him reach in with both hands? You see him pull out like a, picking out the chainmail shirt and everything else and giving it to you. Your, your chainmail armor, correct? Yes. Okay. Thought I remember that all correctly. Yep, yep, yep. I look at it, a little tear comes yeah. down the side yeah. of his cheek. Yeah. He goes, your investigations are, you know, you've at least garnered the attention of some of the watch and some of the gangs and everything else. And, uh, you know, not everybody likes to have people running around and, uh, but you've gone to the attention of the watch and a few other people and, uh, you know, running around in your armor. And he looks at you, Adrock, or not Adrock, but uh, Bowden, sort of gathers uh, some undue attention. And uh, oh, yeah, he holds up the, uh, he holds up the, he, he, he says, mind if I see the chainmail? And he sort of hands, oh, hands out for, from you. And you see him uh, say a command word and you see it change into like just a regular shirt. Ooh. And hands it back Ooh. to you. Still the weight of chainmail and everything else. It's still the armor of everything else. Right. But you see it change. He goes, you see it change into like a regular shirt. And he gives the other command word while you're holding it. And you see it change back to a suit of chainmail. That's amazing. So that's amazing. <laughs> for mechanic for mechanics purposes, he just handed you a suit of chainmail right. plus one Ooh. that is uh glamoured. So by using the command word, you can make it change into anything you want in shape of clothing type stuff to where it doesn't look like armor. Oh. That is wait, so nice. Let me just double check that. Anything, uh, any type of clothing that I, it can look like any type of clothing that I want. Are you going for sexy time? <laughs> I don't know. Well. <laughs> are, are, you, are you trying to do the uh, Sean Connery strange looking um, sci-fi thing? Zora. I just want to yeah. make sure it's like, you know, it's like, no, it, it, it doesn't always look like a shirt, like the same kind of outfit. It's like, oh, we're going into, we're going into the, to the royal, uh, the, the, to the, the, the royal reception. Yeah. Oh, well, now it's a, uh, you know, high, highfalutin kind of outfit kind of thing. Or, yeah, I believe, let me just double check. I, I believe Glamour allows you to change it to how you want. Highfalutin, a phrase you hear lots of plots these yeah. days. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know what let's just go with that you can change it to suit your fancy based on what you you mentally want the armor to change to excellent so yeah, I'm, and, I, I'm not asking with the intent to exploit like yeah. oh now it's scuba gear <laughs> yeah. well it's scuba gear won't work for you because it doesn't have the water breathing ability right. <laughs> so who it's set the, some type it'll of look uh, just like scuba gear uh, as you drown to death <laughs> zardoz yeah Rainier looks at you, Adrock. He goes, you basically have the same thing, but he seems, you seem, what I've noticed, you seem to prefer the leather. So he's given you a suit of studded leather armor plus one. That's also glamoured. Wonderful. I love this. This is great. And uh, Chip, you look in the bag he gave you? Yeah. So you look in the bag and you actually pull out some well-worked leather bracers. They fit on the forearm. Uh-huh. Um, they've got a really intricate leather carving on it. Looks like... Um, oak trees uh, very nice detailed etching work and everything else and he goes he goes from what i understand your kind doesn't like to wear any type of restricted clothing and he goes those the bracers will help protect you they give from you what blades well, magic all of the above bad actually. attitudes oh bad attitudes probably not <laughs> <laughs> and also besides the scroll work also it looks like uh on the oak trees where you think you'd be like the uh, acorns, you're pretty sure you can see like little chips of gems in there. Uh, oh. Little green, uh, what's the uh, the tiger gate? Colors the brown and the blacks and everything else. So you uh -huh. got little, looks like little stones are, are what the acorns are made out of on the tree. But really intricate score, score work and everything else. And uh, he goes, the bracers are, from what I'm told, will help help protect you from most harmful things that somebody could throw at you. Mechanically, what they are, they're bracers of defense. They give you a plus one to your armor class. Also, twice a day, they allow you to cast the spell Barkskin. Barkskin? Barkskin, it is a spell that actually increases your armor class to, to 16. It makes your skin look like the tree of an oak or a pine tree oh. or something like that. Oh, Chip is enamored yeah. and grateful. He goes, least I could do for you uh, finding Eric in them. And he goes, besides, there's a, you seem to have made some friends with the, uh, the Griffin Riders, or at least earned their respect. They're excellent people, especially Lady Penelope. We much appreciate their assistance. 
Yeah, she's one of the uh, newest members of the group. <laughs> I think her and her ride are, have a uh, love-hate relationship from what I've heard. <laughs> there did seem to, seem to be a bit of conflict there. <laughs> yeah. He goes, well, uh, I hate to negotiate and gift and run, but... <laughs> I've got, I've got some few other. I got a few other things to be doing. Um, if you don't mind. Oh, shame! Please. No time for a drink. Oh, there's always time for a drink. Ah, I can do it. <laughs> I pour Please. another Please, round, like including Rainier. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, let's see, let's see. Let, let, let's give Leaf the opportunity. Uh, Leaf, would you mind? You see him grab a. You see it. It takes a moment, and you see Leaf. You, you don't see Leaf. You see a mug sort of pick up come over and sit in front of Rainier, and Rainier sort of backs up the table oh. and is like, what the... Oh, we didn't introduce <laughs> you. Rainier, that's Leaf. What is what is a Leaf? Leaf is the prior... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Adra. No, is, Leaf is a former uh, occupant of this plane and this uh, Antrill Skull Manor. Uh, and uh, Leaf, you'll be happy to know that Rainier is going to help us get uh, this place up and running again. You see him... You see the... Uh, the flask that Chip had put on the table that has the uh, some of Harbor's whiskey sort of picks up and sort of pours in the Rainier's glass. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. <laughs> you guys have trained a ghost to serve. Not trained. No, 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 no. He's our he is our friend. We're we're helping each other. He 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 oh, lives oh. here just as much as we do. So <laughs> do you understand the the entertainment value we have? Yes, we do. <laughs> I prefer to think of Leaf as a as a person of beyond who who needs our help. But... Oh, love it. <laughs> I have absolutely no experience in that, uh, other than when you're dead, you're dead. You're alive, you're alive. <laughs> He's like, okay, I okay, mind blown. Poof. <laughs> He's like, and he put uh, Rainier picks up the glass. He goes to our new partnership. I am going to enjoy this. Indeed. <laughs> About the time you guys are. Uh, celebrating that, you guys hear that thunder. You hear one of those very authoritative knocks on the doors before your tavern doors just sort of pushed open. About a half dozen town guard comes walking in. <laughs> of course. Oh, we are fortunate. We are it? rich in company today. <laughs> it's like it's about lunch. It's just before lunchtime. <laughs> Lead guard sergeant rank steps forward. And he goes, Rainier never winner. He just says his name, and you see Rainier sort of pause and sort of looks over his shoulder. One of those. Who the hell's calling me like that? He goes, Rainier Neverwinter again. Yes. And Rainier's like, yeah, that's me. He's like, uh, the open Lord of Waterdeep has request your presence immediately. You also notice that the, uh, your three companions that you just met, poor Paxton down and... into their seats, <laughs> <laughs> definitely sort of shrink back in their seats a little bit, like, uh, try to become as small as possible. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, you also notice that one of the guards is a little different. You're figuring with the heavy armor and everything else, it's probably a griffin rider that has come in, but not one that you've met before. Rainier's like, okay, that's uh, unusual, <laughs> but I'll go with it. Slightly, yes. He's like, uh, do I have time to finish my drink? And the guard's like, no. He goes, he goes okay, and he sort of puts his drink down. He's like, uh, Leaf to go cup. <laughs> <laughs> Please thank you. Yeah, Leaf doesn't actually. Nothing happens in that aspect. I didn't think so. Leaf just goes. I, I got nothing. <laughs> we assume he shrugged. And uh, you see, Rainier, you know, as he puts his glass, he, he puts the mug back down to you. You see him sort of wink for. He sort of winks at you all, and he sort of is like, "So, my presence has been requested by the Open Lord. Is there any? Does it say anything about my entourage?" And at that point, you see the the. Starting of the guard sort of like, um, no. It's like, good, they can come. And he looks back at the three of you. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. He goes, we, we it should be interesting. And... He, he, gets that, he gets that roguish smile on his face, like, this should be interesting <laughs> type stuff. Indeed. You guys want to give any instructions to the uh, three amigos you're leaving behind? Yeah, we might as well give them. Uh, gentlemen, if you, could, uh, if you could help clean up this place and keep your eyes out, we will be back in, in due time. Well, I, I think there are people. I think there's people coming. So just make sure they don't, you know, run roughshod over the place. It's like no problem, Governor. You know, they they're sort of like trying to keep their faces as turned away from the guards as possible. Right. <laughs> as you guys walk out, you notice that there is a 
slightly heavier contingent of guards that you than you'd expect to see. And you've you've actually drawn it. There's a crowd of people. You know, it's like about lunchtime that you guys are at your uh, place, and there's a crowd of people watching the town guard. Something that sort of strikes you as odd is the the very strange looking. Best way to describe it is for you guys what you guys have encountered and heard stories of is a golem. But it's not a golem made of stone or flesh or anything. It looks to be made of metal. And it's one that has the think of it as like the in for our era be like the big giant shoulder pads, but instead of having the head above the shoulder pads, the head sort of sit below the shoulder pads. It's got the big arms and everything else down below it. And it seems to be off in the distance with the crowd. There's a decent space of the crowd around it. And there's a looks to be an older lady, older dwarven lady, sort of standing there in front of it watching the whole outcome. And plus you've got all the looky-loos that are going, who's the town guard arresting now <laughs> type thing. <laughs> the, the demand for the open Lord to come for Rainier to come has definitely drawn a probably a good dozen town guard plus two or three Griffin riders as if they were okay. expecting some type of issue. His wagon, his nose wagon, his coach is there and he's like, um, I will happily follow you guys and my coach. And they're like, not a problem. And Unless you guys want to do anything else, he invites you into his coach and you guys head off to the uh, Waterdeep Castle. We do that. And while we're in the coach, I'm going to change into my new armor. Uh, okay. Unless you guys want to see a naked yeah. hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got small claws. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a quick moment to switch yeah. into our new stuff, I think, if that's an opportunity. If that's yeah, awesome. you guys can do that in there. Um, so, so on the way to the cart, I'm going to overtly say, Captain, thank you so much for this escort. It's much appreciated. Yeah, you see him riding. You see, he's on a on a horse next to the, uh, you know, through the window. He's like, but I, 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 say I guess you're the, welcome. <laughs> I, I say it for the people. So, yeah. with the intent of conveying ah, that, ah, ah, gotcha. that we're not being arrested, we're being yeah. escorted. Okay, you want to do a performance check there? Uh... <laughs> Okie dokie. Please don't load it. Got a fourteen. Yeah, regardless of what everybody, people hear what people hear and believe what they want. So you've definitely planted the seed of somebody important was just in the it was just in this abandoned manor, uh, the old the old uh, tavern and inn. So well, within uh, twenty minutes, you guys are. Oh, while we were while we're in the, uh, okay. the... you guys got about twenty minutes. Yeah, let's. I, I want to find out from him if he understands what this is about. Like, do you you know what's going on here? This seems weird. <laughs> he sort of chuckles, and uh, you see him pull out one of his flasks that he you know he picks up. You, you notice he's a well. He keeps his uh, carriage well attuned. And he sort of gets the decanter with the alcohol, pours him, you know, pours himself a glass. He goes, "Unless I guess miss my guess, it's uh, something to do with my father." Oh, the the current the about to be deposed Lord of. Oh, I think he's already been dis been deposed, but uh, I don't think it's been officially noted to the uh, populace yet. Huh. He goes, so I um may have put you all in a very bad situation <laughs> without without realizing, and I and I I'll apologize for the upfront that yeah, if we do get arrested, I'll uh make it right, but I don't think so. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. We're, we're, we're curious. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to take uh, about five minutes to take a break, and then I will be back in five minutes. Yeah, well, I don't, I mean, if you guys all want, we'll take a 10-minute break. Yeah. Well, sounds good. All right. Come back in 10. And once <laughs> again, I don't know if you guys realized it, but the thousand gold that uh, Rainier promised you, he just managed to get out of paying you again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. The last two promises of paid rewards and actual form of gold have given you guys something in trade instead. <laughs> you wow. got a manor house and then you got magical items. Right. Like <laughs> equipment, wealthy cash, poor. So, <laughs> then again, we've got an angel investor coming in on the tavern. So that's all really, yeah. I wanted to, that's yeah. all I was going to use money on. So, yeah. So, well, not quite an angel investor, but you know, let, let, let's see who hornswoggles who. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be back. So speaking of mental states, based on our experiences, as everything else, as you guys are uh, continuing your ride in the carriage and everything else, the carriage moves into uh, 
before as you guys pass the gates of the uh castle and everything else is there any anything you need to say finish do talk on that 20 minute ride you guys had yes as we're going i want to experiment with different particular outfits uh with <laughs> with Rainier here and just say well how about this and it's like completely over the top gaudy uh you know uh dwarven you know dwarven spires of like metal uh things you know yeah. sticking off the armor um of, of various strange colors <laughs> or how about this and then he's like you he's like you know he goes eric could probably turn some of that stuff into a very interesting um design show <laughs> <laughs> oh got it put his head down oh okay. he goes but uh <laughs> maybe something a little bit more casual Oh, he goes, oh, but okay. he goes, he goes, I really don't know your kind. He goes, I also don't know your clan of what their uh, style is, but if your style is that, it might be a little flamboyant for our meeting. Oh, I, I just thought that's what, how the fancy people around here dressed. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, they, well, yeah, you could be as flamboyant as you want. Uh, Rainier's, he's sort of like business casual is the best way to describe him. He's dressed nicely, but he's not, you could mistake him easily for a, a well-off merchant as much as a minor noble. He doesn't dress to his station. Okay. He goes, he goes, but yeah, those, he goes in certain circles, you're, those would fit right in. He goes, some of the parties that would fit in a lot better than just a casual meeting. But, uh, I kind of like the purple, the purplish one goes with your beard, the, the, and the style and all that, the big shoulder pads gives you a good look. All right. Give it a shot. Okay. But you guys uh, get led in. Uh, the wagon gets led in. The wagon, the carriage gets led in. You guys get off. Uh, Rhaenyra steps out. And you guys get a contingent of uh, guards walk you through the uh, castle. And it's a well-appointed, well-maintained. It's got the what you'd expect to see. But it's not done over-the-top gaudy-like, where you could tell they've spent an exorbitant amount of money putting gilding and everything else into it. It's not... Bowden, you're looking at the stonework, and you're like, "Yeah, not bad, but oh, definitely sure. didn't hire didn't, didn't didn't hire the dwarfs to do that." Um, you can see for some, human. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You didn't see any. Uh, you you could every now and then you catch an area that was probably definitely dwarven worked where they had like a dwarven sculpture picked up things like that. But other than that, oh, it's, now that's a piece of work right yeah. there. But they lead you through into the uh, meeting hall. Real, real quick clarification: so this yeah. building is the 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 meeting hall or the, the castle for the open uh, uh the, so open lord of waterdeep so waterdeep has its own castle it's uh besides being a functional fortification it is also sort of turned into the the, the open lords meeting hall things like that residence thing all, all that sort of combined into one okay um, is it also the op open is it also usually the open lords residence or is it usually it is. I'm yes. sort of, I, it, it I'm is. sort of asking these things out loud to to Rainier, I guess, because yeah. he he would know the best. Yeah, and Rainier's like, yes, it, yeah, the, the the open lord does reside here. Some of them also maintain a, a villa, uh, normally, typically in the sea ward or the north ward. Uh, but most of the open, uh, most open lords reside here. Uh, okay. The guards prefer them to stay here. It's easier to protect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the uh, the masked lords. We'll generally meet the open lords here in uh, one of the one of the buildings. That's all I know about that piece. Understood. And, mass, so. Yeah. So he goes, there are 12 mass lords of Waterdeep, and then one open lord that represents them. He goes, I'd be surprised if any of the mass lords are present today, but who knows? There might be one, one or two. So I'm going to lean forward slightly conspiratorially. So, so does anybody know who any of the mass lords are? I would imagine they would be, at least somebody would sneak around and try and uncover who they are uh it generally results in uh the mass lord no longer being a mass lord if their identity oh, is ever discovered ah so they're very uh, careful about not being discovered i see yeah the the idea behind that mass lords in water deep is to allow the governance to be handled without any type of third parties or lobbyists influencing oh. the various lords i don't really go because from what i understand there the lords can be picked from anybody but i don't know what the nomination process actually or how how, how they become an open lord or become a mass lord or not it's, so it's it sounds like a reasonable approach the, it yeah. does lend itself to the possibility of uh corruption i would imagine given that you know it's like 
you can't corrupt them overtly, but it doesn't mean they can't be corrupted co covertly. So. Correct. He says, but uh, and as you guys are walking forward, they eventually get to the uh, doors of the meeting hall, and you see the, your entourage or your guard contingent sort of stop. And you see a couple of the, uh, guards that are guarding the door open, talk to the sergeant. They open the doors. Nice, big, long meeting hall. What you'd expect to find with columns, excuse me, columns as well as the arches. You're guessing, looking at it, probably a hundred foot length by about sixty foot width. Straight down. Yeah, more human stuff. Well done, glass stained windows, lots of light coming in, uh, nice architecture. Think of uh, more of the Renaissance Italy style architecture when it comes to designs, things like that. There is, for the size of the hall, it's rather empty. There is not a lot of people inside. You can definitely know from uh, any type of governance, there's always a group of people around. In this case, there's probably about 20 people. As you walk in, your, your guard contingent leads you in. They get to you about the throne is probably two thirds of the way into the room. So there's space behind it and which is, looks like it's mainly set up for meals and drinks, things like that in that back half. But on the sitting on what would be the throne is a human female. She's got the long white dress, the big shoulder applets that come out in different layers. Almost look like it's like laminate wings that sort of go out over the shoulders. The dress is very, it go, it's, you know, you can see sitting down, it's the floor length type of thing that covers the legs she has a, in the center dress, the center part is like a red uh, stripe that runs down the middle that would be run from basically the neckline all the way straight down to the feet. Her hair, long silver gray in length, and you can see the braids fall down her back, but you can also tell that women with the long hair that can braid their hair and make it that circle, like the crown above their head. So she's got almost two wraps of that above her head as well. She's sitting there and talking with a couple what you probably guess some type of perfunctionaries of the kingdom as you your daughter elven or, uh, she, or... Uh, th she's human she's okay. definitely she's definitely human you you know she turns her head to the side and you you can see the years and you're like nope no el no <laughs> elfin no elf in those years no elf blood there okay uh but she's got an ageless feature to her and not sure if it's because of just a natural statue of being in politics and look or something else or something that there's something else is given lady Silverhand that type of ageless feature, but your guard, your, your entourage comes up, stops you guys about 20 feet from the uh, throne and pronounces to the open Lord of water deep. He goes, he goes, uh, about yeah. Um, the garden announces, you know, we have brought Lord, or we brought Rainier Neverwinter as requested, Open Lord. Uh, you see her wave off the two perfunctionaries, stand up, and sort of walk down. She goes, "Thank you, Master Neverwinter. Please, it seems like uh, you and I need to have a conversation." And he goes, "I am at your service. How may, how, how would you like me to help you?" And she looks behind him and looks at the three of you, and he goes, "I was not, I was not expecting, I was not expecting your escorts." How about introductions first? And Rainier's like, by all means. He goes, I have with me some friends and comrades. Some friends that have uh, been quite useful recently in rescuing a uh, compa uh, companion business partner of mine. He goes, allow me to introduce you to my dwarven companion, Master Bowden Orbrook. Bow. My lady. He goes, a quite unique and uh, adventurous gnome. He goes, Chip Alrock. And he goes, uh, and finally... He is a very talented uh, investigator. He goes, Adrock, motions to you as well. <laughs> she goes, well, Matt, so do they have a hand in your business? He's, he's like, no, they're simply business partners of mine. And uh, we were in the middle of business when uh, I received your summons. So it was just easier to come all at once. Uh, he's, you see him sort of give that uh, smirk like, yeah, you sort of brought me along, but I figured I'd, I'd have some fun with it type thing. It won't be a secret much longer, so I have no problem letting your uh, companions know. Uh, she goes, your father, the former Lord of o Open Lord of Waterdeep, and I have replaced him. He goes, he goes, well, that has is a secret to most. It is not a secret to all. <laughs> she goes, okay, so have you seen your father recently? He shakes his head and is like, nah, I haven't dealt or spoke with him in probably a month. I have no, I have very little dealings with him. 
I have no, I have very little need to. She goes, but you carry his name. She, he's like, it's a useful name to use in the city. It opens doors for me when I need to, and uh, sometimes it closes them too. Uh, she goes, do you have any idea where he'd be? He's like, if he's not here, I figured he would return to the uh, city of Waterdeep, and excuse me, the city of Neverwinter in the north, where uh, he is still considered a lord up there. She turns around and walks back towards the uh, her throne and sits down. She goes, so do you know why he was removed? Not really, just rumors. She goes, indulge me. He's like, I've heard he's uh, been less than honorable when it comes to uh, awarding various contracts and positions within the city. Uh, maintaining a level of control for the last, I don't know, 30 years by awarding friends and people within his circle places of power. She goes, yeah, anything else? There's rumor that there's rumors that he was stealing from the uh, city coffers as well. She goes, believe it or not, all true. So what hands you have in your father's activity? So Adrock, Bowden, and Chip have had a whirlwind of visitors at the manor and even got to meet the open lord of Waterdeep, the royal Silverhand, through their acquaintance of Rainier Neverwinter. With Lady Silverhand replacing Lord Neverwinter, are the trio guilty by association or just a victim of timing and circumstance? Find out next time with episode 12 of Smash Loot and Roll. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, if you are enjoying the adventures of the trio, please share the journey with your friends.